This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This week, we have a lovely guest whose energy is amazing, very genuine and authentic and energetic, and her name is Jay. Um, We'll get to listen to her interview in a second, but this week, um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a K-pop fan and you probably know the news, um, unfortunately, of uh, Sully, uh, formerly of FX, um, and was a soloist and uh, actor as well. Um, she passed. And um, so it's been a very solemn week in the K-pop world. The cause of death isn't quite confirmed, but um, a lot of people are speculating it to be one form of it. And um, unfortunately, they're saying it's a product of a lot of people sending malicious comments towards her throughout her entire career. Um, not that it should matter to anybody else, but one rule of thumb that I try to have when talking about any person in any context, whether I know them or I don't, I try to t- uh, base my opinions and what I say on if I would say it to their face. If I wouldn't say it to their face because I was too nervous, then I don't say it at all. So it's like one of those things, if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing. So um, just a little food for thought. Um, just try to remember that because one day, Maybe they will be reading your messages. Anyway, I ended up looking into her music, and I really do like it. Um, And especially I like Goblin. Um, Actually, I like all the three songs that she has on her EP. And then also, I like the songs she has with Dean. I think those are the only solo songs. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I listen to all of those, and I've been listening to them them on repeat, amongst other things, throughout this week. Um, And I plan on definitely doing an FX episode um, with an FX fan they're called you me you me is you me fandom i hope i'm saying this right we'll dig down deep into it um with an fx fan um may not be from a fan base but they uh definitely have a strong affinity for the uh former group so um i'm excited for that but today we're talking about also a um a second gen group or well actually never mind they're third gen um jay is a huge baby (laughs) We talk about that, but baby, if you guys don't know what it means, it's the fandom name for BAP, Best Absolute Perfect. Um, They were early third gen, like 2012, um, and they uh it's it's i think it's fitting because one of their members bang yongguk um i hope i'm not um leaving out any of the other members that might be talking about um mental health and things like that but he at least from what i know maybe it's because he's the leader um i followed a little bit of his solo stuff and uh he definitely touches on a lot of that kind of thing and um he obviously at one point had to leave the group for a little bit because he had some mental health issues as well so um for any of you guys listening here right now I know you've probably seen all the you know you matter um you know if you have suicidal thoughts go to this line but just so you know and people in um the discord chat can kind of attest to it I hope I mean I I guess I'm not as active as I should be but um I will have personal conversations with you. If you feel the need, then you want to talk to me Um, or anybody in our Discord chat. And this is not me to promote the Discord chat, but it's gotten personal in some ways. um, And I really like it. And um, 
even though I might not be super active in it all the time, I definitely obviously read all the messages. And it's just really touching to see how um, the group has uh, the there's only still like five to six people. But those five to six people have like uh, they t- uh, message every day. So, um, you know, if you want somewhere to chat where it's, you know, you can say your opinions or talk about your personal life, you can do that in the Discord chat for this podcast, or you can DM me, or um, just know you can, there's a community out there within this little K-pop world that will um, listen to your problems. So um, thank you guys again for listening to this episode. Um, We are really I was really excited to be able to look into BAP because uh, I ended up watching a couple of episodes of their uh, their de- pre-debut show, Tada, um, and I really like the members, and I can't wait to finish it. I just finished No Mercy, um, Monster X's uh, survival show, and uh, I didn't realize one member from that didn't make it is in VAV. His name's Yuno, but in the other group, he has another name. And then I didn't realize the other member, Min Kyun, is in uh, ONF, on and off. Um, sorry. And they have a pretty sick song that I used for the intro last week. Um, so I've started to pay attention to more of those groups. And I, yeah. So anyway, long story short, uh, let's just get to this interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, thank you for continuing to listen to Believe in K-Pop. Um, we have a lot of more exciting things for you guys as we go along um that might just involve me but i don't know we'll see um thank you guys for listening and here's the interview enjoy what's up you guys welcome back to the podcast um we have another lovely guest who has been so gracious with her time and rescheduling jay um who is the uh writer and social media would you call it director or you do writing and social media for mac g magazine right mm-hmm and then you also work alongside Mac G Productions. You also work um, as an outreach director and writer for the Craze magazine. Um, so you do a lot. But thank you so much for coming on. No problem. I'm excited. The way we were connected with each other, um, K Music Every Day is a guy who creates these like SoundCloud mixes that I've mentioned on the podcast before. And he was like, I know you've been looking for a shiny or a shawl uh, to be on your podcast to talk about shiny. Um, and I found one and, and he was like, I don't know how he came across your page or if he follows you, but he directed me to you. And then we DM'd a little bit and then you directed me to Kai. But um, you were like, I'm a shawl. Like I, I definitely am a fan, but I know somebody else who's a huge shawl more than me. But if you want to talk about BAP, then I'm your girl. Um, and that's who we're going to talk a little bit about today. Um, first of all, you've been in a K-pop since 2007. Okay, so that's 12 years. What I'm, I'm assuming BAP wasn't your first like group that you fell in love with, right? No, no. Um, it, it's kind of funny because um, prior to me getting into K-pop and everything, Hallyu, I was big into J-pop and anime. And I still am till now. But... Um, I was all about J-pop and J-rock for the longest time because I grew up watching a lot of anime and, you know, by the time I could get my hands on a computer, I was like, oh, what are all of these things? Oh my God. And it's funny because it led me to, I didn't know she was Korean at the time, but it led me to like figuring out who Bo is. And I was just like, okay, you know, her voice, I like her voice. I like her voice a lot. And then somehow oh my god i'm dating myself back a little bit but um somehow i managed while i was on myspace oh god <laughs> um, oh dang i i know all the way back there yeah um while i was on myspace i was running into these blogs and um these profiles that had different um different music that i was just like oh i've never heard this type of sound before it is so different from what j-pop and j-rock is and the first few groups that i actually stumbled upon is tvxq's uh or dbsk uh-huh. back then, but now it's dbxq um their purple line song and super juniors don't dot and after that i was like mind blown yeah okay, what is this like, what is this uh-huh. i need to get into this and um, I happened to have a friend back then who was Korean and um, a lot of my older aunties and relatives were into the whole K-drama scene. So mm. they introduced me to K-drama first before I really got into K-pop. And because of that, um, that's what led me going down the the dark hole that is K-pop today. 
And so, like, my my friend who I was going to school with, she's Korean, and I started asking her all of these questions and be like, what is this? What is that? Who is this artist? Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. She's like, teach me a little bit more. And since then, my, like, me diving in and researching and getting into different groups expanded from there. Uh, I see. Okay, so... And and I'm assuming these other groups you were kind of just not a casual fan of, but like you would you followed them closely, but nothing I guess compared to what it was like getting into BAP. Right, because um, prior to then, I mean, I before I discovered BAP, I was all about Super Junior, yeah. Bang, and um, I knew who the other groups were out there prior to them, but mm-hmm. it's just like. There was something where I don't remember how exactly I got into, like, how I first discovered their, like, I don't know if it was one of those things on YouTube where you click on the next thing you see, and their music video happened to just pop up. Do you know which one it was? It was their Warrior music video, so their debut. Oh, their debut, okay. So it was right when they released. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've I've heard before that BAP um, is the most underrated K-pop group, and also 2012 is the most underrated year in K-pop. In terms, there's just so many debuts happening, including BAPs, um, and there was some hype with it um, beforehand with Zillow and uh, Yongook with their uh, Mm -hmm. one of their their project unit songs. But um, were you aware of the hype beforehand? No, I mean, in terms of BAP, yeah. no. Okay. Um, I was aware, like, at that time period, there's so many groups coming out. Yeah. It's just like, oh, who do you start with? You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, there's, like, a flourish of groups all of a sudden. Now it's just not 2 p.m. It's not just four minutes. Mm-hmm. There are these groups coming out. And um, I, I never really knew how big BAP was. But I knew for me, the moment I watched Warrior, I'm like, oh, this is different. Yeah. This is totally different. They have something that I haven't seen, and they got me instantly. And it's so interesting um, looking at nowadays, uh, and, and for people that have not that are newer K-pop fans and don't know anything about BAP, for like me, I honestly, before this interview, I hadn't really, I knew who they were, I knew about the bunny thing, and I thought it was interesting, um, but I'd never really looked into them, and for this interview, I started researching, and I was like, oh, and I remember, and the popular phrase nowadays is that such and such group paved the way, and from watching BAP though, and I'd heard from other people like, oh, well, actually there were other people that influenced such and such group, whatever you want to put in there. Um, And with BAP, I saw that influence like immediately. I was like, oh, okay. This is a group that probably had, like, even though a lot of people like to say like, oh, now people are talking about coming into themselves or, you know, uh, fighting, you know, mental, you know, health or fighting society or whatever, like all pretty much all of or a lot of BAP's lyrics had to do with overcoming yourself, your own demons, um, being anti-establishment, um, mm-hmm. and and that's I feel like that's why one of the reasons maybe they're the most underrated because I, it seems like no one really gives them that due credit that they were really probably one of the first that were out there, you know, not talking about love and partying and having fun. Right, right, and yeah, I think that's what appealed to me about BAP is that a lot of their lyrics and their music is very real like not to say that the other groups aren't but it's Mm. just like they they weren't afraid to tackle topics that maybe some other groups or entertainment um, industries were afraid to put out they're like this isn't gonna work but BAP was like no we're gonna just do it let's go in you know and just show them that we have this that Mm -hmm. we're capable to tackle these and make a difference and put our foot down in the industry and see if we can change it. Right. And that's what I appreciate a lot about them. Right. And the other thing that they had, I feel like that was different. Um, I mean, Big Bang obviously had that as well, but in terms of the the emphasis on rap and the fact that Jungkook, the leader, was a rapper, um, which was very different, I guess, compared to other leader groups that had come before them. And also just the the hard urban hip hop nature of warrior and their teasers was just like, Oh, okay. This group is definitely different than what have we seen before. And so one thing I realized with watching their videos, um, in addition to warrior, you know, um, at the end there's, I think it's 
Zello is in the middle or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zello's mm-hmm. in the middle and they shoot him or they fake like shoot him, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, like, okay, I guess that's, you know, whatever. People do that in music videos all the time. And then I watched One Shot and Skydive oh. and I was yes. like, oh, oh, yes. My gosh. What in the, I was like, uh, for people who I just, I don't even want to describe it, but uh, it's incredibly violent. Um, oh, yes. I did not expect that. It's it's so crazy because like they're a group that like yeah you see these types of themes happen but you don't see it to this scale of yeah how dark it is like and they're not afraid to go that dark with their themes and I'm just like this is so great yeah so great <laughs> you're like you're like yes let's get violent I mean they were showing like them getting like like and it wasn't like oh you're getting killed like shot it was like you saw the blood and you saw. <laughs> There was like someone got shot in the head, and you saw. Oh, there was a uh, in skydive. One of them, yeah. and also there was a confusing storyline where I was like, "Who's the good? What is going on?" And and so the one of the members walks up to another member and like has him shoot himself, and you see it, and you're like, "What the hell?" I was honestly, I was like, "What the? What am I watching right now? This is a K-pop video. What? Like, are you sure we're not in a movie?" Yeah. So how? So you were you were into that when when that was coming out? You were like, "Okay, you already knew they were different, but this obviously stepped it up to another level." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was after this was like one shot. Oh no, one shot was before. But skydive was after they had taken their break from TS. And I always knew that if they ever return, they're going to come back bigger and better and mm. just take it to another level. And they did, and they did not disappoint. I remember because I'm also on YouTube, or I was. Um, I'm currently right. inactive. And when, you do Twitch. You do Twitch sort yes, of now, right? Okay. I do. I do. And. I remember, um, I remember watching the skydive video. That is the first time where I've actually fallen out of my chair because I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god, I wasn't ready for this. I really wasn't uh... ready." But it was so good. And then you like for me, it's just like they're gonna take their time, sure, but they're going to deliver. They're yeah. absolutely gonna deliver. And that was just like. You do not disappoint at all. No. And the the cool thing was that these weren't just like regular, your regular three, four minute music videos. They were like seven to 10 minutes long. And it was like, mm-hmm. and the song, and they would have the little breaks where it would go silent, but you'd have that little bass go. That's what I loved. I like, you, you heard the mm-hmm. bass going background. Um, I guess it had to do, because I, I watched a little bit of Tada, their pre debut show. And mm-hmm. oh, God. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, oh, yeah, they're so young. <laughs> yes. And they were like, it, it was, yeah, it was definitely funny. I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it um, when I get a chance. Mm-hmm. But um, the and for people who don't know, um, I guess BAP, they are all six of them are aliens that came in to save the the world, essentially. Yes. Um, yeah, that's sexy, right? You're right. Um, so I'm thinking of the three and three in that. Uh, yeah. Because one of them is. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get yeah. You. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, and. So, and they're talking about their different, they kind of go over the different power, the, the different bunny. Also, can you tell me what the bunny means? So, like, their their planet, like, um, their planet is planet Mato. So, it, I know. I know. It's kind of, like, similar to exoplanet. Right. Like, think of it like that. Right. Um, but they're, they're from planet Mato, and on planet Mato, um, they're they're all bunnies and um, mm-hmm. that's how it came to be because in Korean rabbit is toki so they're called matoki so oh. that's how it came to be and they um they decided to go with the bunny route for them just cute little like it, it's so weird because it's just like you have cute little cartoons they're so and goofy then, too yeah and then you have like these very masculine strong yeah. men and it's just like how does this relate? But you know what? It works. And so I assume they're the alien sort of, I guess, storyline takes place in their music videos continuously with one shot in Skydive. Like they, are, are they actually dead in these music videos or is it like, oh, there's still these like, like how do, do you know how it works within the storyline? Well, the thing is, is that, um, it was like their earlier concept. Like this is the, like the one thing that, how do we appeal to different ages kind of oh, thing. Um, okay. So you have like a cute, cute thing and everything. So they're the last, like you, you can see the bunny as mascots now, 
um it doesn't necessarily portray into all of their like universe of you know how similar bts has like that whole huge yeah universe right? yeah it's more like it's transitioned to become a mascot and a symbol within VAP because it's just like it's the bunny like that's how that's how you know them and um and they still are taking over and I think the symbolism between it is that they're still taking over the world and VAP wants to show that we're gonna take we're gonna conquer the world with our music with our talent Mm. with our experience it's kind of similar but not necessarily the same okay yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like it's there, but it's not interwoven to everything that they, right. they're doing. Right. Okay. And so, okay, so the fandom name is Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel? Do you when you approach another a person and they're like, "Oh, who are, like are you an army? Are you an XOL?" You're like, "I'm a baby." Is that what you say? I don't, like I, I because, like it is like it is weird because we were just talking about this. Right. It's kind of weird to approach somebody who's like, oh, I'm a baby. But um, <laughs> it, it is a bit weird to just like say that out loud. It's like I'm a huge fan of BAP. So okay. I, I consider myself a baby. Yeah, so yes, I say it like that. Whereas just like it would just be weird to straightforward. I'm just a baby. <laughs> I'm so just a baby. Like somebody would be like, oh, what? Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, for people like nowadays, like that are just getting to K-pop, it'd be like, who, what, when, how? But I guess speaking of, you know, you said you they wanted to go worldwide, and they did. Um, were you ever able to see them in concert? Yes, yeah. I was. Okay. Um, I like I've been such a fan of them, but prior to me going, my very first concert, backtrack a little bit. My very first concert that I got to go to was their live on Earth tour it was the tour that they had the location the venue in LA at least the one that I could go to was at the Microsoft Theater okay and um that was the very first time I ever got to go to a BAP concert because prior to that I was unable to just get myself to LA um because I just did not have the means or the money okay or not that I could ever get myself to drive up there because I will just wasn't old enough because she took hold of my parents at the time but um <laughs> right so my very first concert was the live on earth tour and it'll probably be the most memorable concert that i've ever gone to really just because this is the group that i consider my ultimate bias group mm-hmm. and this is the very first time that i got to ever see them live so it's just no longer I'm seeing them through a screen anymore. It's not that I have their albums anymore. It's I'm seeing them on stage. It's not a CD anymore. It's just not through iTunes or Spotify. It's real. Yeah. It's memorable in the sense that as soon as, which song was it? Um, Forever With You, which is a very very near and dear heart to all of the fandom mm. as soon as that started playing i bawled my eyes oh. out I, I don't usually cry at concerts but this one got me to cry because it really sunk in like i'm here i'm present and i'm seeing my favorite group live. Mm, yeah yeah it's a, it's kind of almost like a i guess a real odd moment when you when i think someone was um so there was a meme that was viral like a couple of weeks ago and it was like when your favorites walk on stage and you realize that they're real people and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's them. Like, and you're like, what? I'm seeing them in the flesh. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can, I can totally relate on what that feeling is like. And I guess, so because they're your ultimate bias group, um, when everything started to kind of um, take a turn um, with the lawsuits that were happening within the company and eventually, you know, them leaving how did that or I guess how did it feel when you realized that they that there was turmoil going on and maybe everything might not be the same um I'm not gonna lie I was really sad I was Uh really sad because there was no definite like answer there I mean for me I was more about I just hope that they come out of this okay and that they're still able to create music and they still can pursue a career um it really sucks on what ha- like after hearing what had happened I was definitely like wow that's so unfair to them and I understand why they chose to do the things that they do 
but at the same time it's like I was sad because it's like there was no guarantee at the time that they they would make a comeback I actually Mm -hmm. remember where I was when I found out that news um I was in the middle of KCON LA oh really when that news dropped and um I just I felt myself shut down just because it's like oh like it's just not rumors anymore that we're I'm hearing it's it's real and that they're not going to be part of the label and what are we going to do now but it doesn't change the fact that I'm still going to support all of them and Mm. it's just like I hope to they continue their career that I can keep following them and so it definitely did break me down but the moment that I found out that um that they were coming back I couldn't be any more happy but part Mm. of me was still like okay I know you're still coming back but are you in a good place like are you like for sure about this because I just don't want them to get hurt anymore. Right. Like, I want them to be free to do what they want and that when if they're coming back it is on their own terms. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so eventually, you know, they came back and um I love their song or their last song that they did together was uh Hands Up. Um okay. I love that song. And uh they officially um I guess all well, it was Jungkook and Zelo Zelo that left first and then the four remaining ended up leaving in 2019 um how did it feel when they for you when they like I guess officially broke up or disbanded I don't think they've necessarily like to me I don't think they've disbanded I think Mm. it's just like let's go our separate ways but um we're still mm-hmm. going to find some way to come back together. Because as of right now, Youngbook's in the military. Right. Um, Zello's off doing his own thing. Right. Um, all of them are doing their own activities. And so it's just like, there's still a possibility. I think right now everything is just on hold because they are approaching that age where they all are going to be enlisted. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have hope that they, um, they do come back at least some point because they still care about the fandom and a lot of, the fans have never left and for me I think it's like a relief that they finally like okay it it's done they've they've run their course there I think it's time for a new chapter for all Mm. of them and maybe they need this time to grow separately before that they can come back right yeah I did see something about how they would come together simply through reunions or however or reunion concerts um however that might be so if they do come back and they come to the states i definitely would love to see them um but one thing that they also like i said in their lyrics um they talked a lot about mental health or you know anti-establishment things and um Yong-Guk ended up having to take uh would you call it a leave of the group um because he was going through some mental health issues including like panic disorder and that kind of thing mm-hmm Okay, and so in him doing that, and in also his his solo work, um, particularly with his song, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correctly, Hikiko Mori. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking about uh, it's 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 where you enjoy being alone, like to the point where like you really like never interact with other people, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a Japanese term, mm-hmm. um, and. You wrote a your college research paper mm-hmm. um, about um, mental health within the Asian American community, mm-hmm. um, and you said Jung Hyun um, inspired you to write this um, from Shiny. Um, can you talk a little bit about you know did did BAP at all help to inspire that as well, or you know did you ever mention any sort of K-pop references within uh, that paper? Um, I didn't. It was more like. At the time, because right when Jonghyun's passing happened, mm. it, it took a big toll. Like, like I said, I'm a big fan of Shiny, and Jonghyun yeah. was actually my bias. Um, oh. So it did hurt a lot, and I just, it really kick-started that motion, like, I need to do something, or at least dedicate something to him. Mm. and um because there were different topics that I was circulating around but my mind always kept coming back to mental health and how that was such a big deal and 
at the time, like, my only focus was on Japan at the time. And, like, mm-hmm. looking back on it now, I was like, oh, yeah, there's other influences to that, too. Um, but it was more like there there wasn't any K-pop references to it. It sure. was just yeah, that yeah. he, like, this was a, a direct thing that happened because of yeah. his mental health. Right. And for me as an Asian American and going through my own motions and seeing all of my peers who were also Asian Americans go through their struggles and even whether they're older or younger than me, I definitely wanted to look into why isn't this looked like, why isn't mental health a big thing amongst our community? And so that's why it's just like, I want to find out why, what, what's, why aren't Asian Americans seeking out mental health treatment or even just resources that can help them? And um, because of that, um, I just dove deep into the whole realm of understanding why mm. um, of wanting to figure out and what see what the data is saying about mental health because research in general in regards to Asian American or Asian mental health, or Asian American, I should say, I'm sorry, um, mm. was, I'm not going to say it's not out there, but it was limited. It okay. was very limited. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try my stab at it. I want to be out there so people can see what else is out there. And that this is something that's not dated from maybe three, four years ago, or maybe from the 90s and the 80s, but there's more research being done about it. And so that's why I decided to go that route. I see. And so what was the conclusion that you made through that? Or a conclusion of why um, Asian Americans weren't seeking that out? If there, you're able there, to share. Um, that's fine. Um, there were several um, several reasons as to why that um, some of Asian American groups, um, I, I did compare quite a few Asian American groups. Okay. But when I was looking through it, Primarily, the reason why they chose not to um, seek out these things was due to stigma amongst the culture mm-hmm. and just trying to have this whole like there is a stereotype amongst Asians that you know they're always put together and they have things under control, and because of that, there's that pressure to live up to that type of standard, and because of that, they refuse to go to seek out any help or it could be that some of these Asian Americans are just afraid to to just go out there because they don't know how they're going to be received Mm. and other things that I found was that there is also a language barrier to it because um it also I also factored in that um that not, not that I factored in but it could possibly be that um certain groups they just like to keep amongst themselves and um it's hard to also like overcoming that language barrier can be hard when especially when you can want to express yourself and so that's what stop that could be a reason as to why they stop Mm. or don't even want to even try or let's say that they most of the time when it comes to um with the other research that i've seen and doing data comparison um, when it comes to wanting to say your feelings out, they would rather tell it to a friend or a family um, member rather than seeking out professional help. I see. I see. That's interesting. I, I always think of mental, like, it, when you do get a chance to go, you know, if, if you do get a chance to seek out mental help from a, or mental, or sorry, help from a professional um, about mental health, I always, whenever I'm talking to a family friend or like, or a family member or a friend, I always feel like I'm burdening them especially if I'm ram- rambling but like say if I were to go to see somebody that's being paid to listen to me like ramble and like go off on tangents for like an hour I would feel almost more comfortable doing that so that's interesting that yeah a lot of the yeah. research that I've seen it's, it's actually the opposite where they mm. feel more comfortable telling somebody that they know but even then it's still rare right exactly rare. interesting they try to keep it in as much as possible Interesting. Well, I'm sure, I mean, the the fact that you publicly put it out there that, yes, this Jonghyun um, inspired you to create this um, just shows, even if it's not an Asian-American, if it's just strictly Asian, there's definitely, 
even there's a need. despite that yeah. there's a need for the conversation for sure. And um, one thing I didn't mention was uh, I, is it, it's Bang Young, right? Yes, Bang Young. He uh, he from the beginning was producing a lot of um, VIPs music and or was very involved in the production process of it, writing and all that kind of stuff. Um, were any of the other members very involved in in the production? I believe so. Yes, if I remember mm. correctly, it has been quite some time. Quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I believe a few members they tried their hand at um, also creating music and um, doing their own lyrics and everything. I primarily it was Youngook, but the members did join in. Okay, got it. And so you said, like you said, it's been quite some time um, since uh, I guess knowing that information or being privy to it like very freshly I guess um but as I said at the beginning of the podcast or as you told me you've been a k-pop fan for 12 years um so that means 2007 it's been uh two or three generations if you want to if you're technical about it um how has your love for k-pop matured through the last 12 years definitely when I started in k-pop I was in the realm of I was very young so Mm. um I I remember what it's like to be like I need to know everything about this group I need to know their names I need to like you know put names to faces I need to listen to everything I mean until this day I still am depending on who I'm really who who picks picks my interest but um Mm -hmm. back then I used to be very obsessive about like I gotta know everything. I gotta watch yeah. everything about everything. them. Like I need mm-hmm. to know. Um, and I gotta have all the albums. I have to do all of that. And definitely, it was like I remember being that type of fan, <laughs> that obsessive fan. As like <laughs> yeah. before, but after that, it's just like once you take away, like you know, it's like oh no, like these people are real people. Like it's they're just not a celebrity their people and Mm. as I grew older and I saw the industry change that's where it's like okay like now I've become more aware of how the industry works or I just have an idea of how the industry is and I've seen the good sides and I've seen the bad sides and it's definitely like changed me in the sense of like oh it's just not all sunshine and bright rainbows they're there are consequences and there are things that happen that not necessarily we can control, but you just see it. And it's like, wow, like this is actually how the industry works. And I'm no longer, I shouldn't be naive to this. And Mm. now it's like seeing like, Oh, are you sure these groups are not overworked? Um, Are like, I I hope that they take a break and stuff like that. And, um, over the years, it's become more like, instead of just obsessively like going after like, oh, who am I going to bias, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, I want to like, let me dive deeper into what your music's actually saying. Yeah. Let, like, mm-hmm. why is your music resonating with me so much? And let me understand why there's so much hype about these groups. Because it's one thing to just like, oh, let me just you know like oh is this what's the currently trending group more it's like now it's like okay i want to understand why why are they appealing to these audiences like okay like and you know i'm i never say that a group is bad or not i i've never been that type but i I just wanted to understand like oh okay you know not my type of music not my preferred taste but that's talent out there I, i have so many comments on what you just said i think it's it's interesting um yeah, like you were once, like you said, like a, a fan that just wanted to know everything. And at first I was with BTS, at least I was like, I got to know everything. I got to watch anything, everything. And it stressed me out if I didn't. And over time, I, with, with doing this podcast and just other K-pop related things outside of just BTS, I've had to be like, okay, I clearly can't spend all my time on BTS because I need to get to know these other groups as well. And I realized that like, no, I'd have to be hardcore in each and every single fandom to know every single thing. And that's, it's almost impossible to do just one fandom. So um, that's interesting that, you know, over time you've been able to do that. And um, I wonder, were you always wanting to get into it professionally or was it just over time you're like, oh, okay, I think I want to start to get to know, you know, more about, you know, the industry and how it works. And I want to actually end up, you know, working in media for it. Um. 
I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Did I have thoughts of like ever auditioning? Yes, <laughs> but that was way back then. That was way back then. I was just like, no, never mind. <laughs> but um, I think you're but, not the only one that has that thought. <laughs> yeah, like, K-pop oh, fan like, has thought that. Like, what would it? What would it be like if I was ever an idol? Like, right? <laughs> the thought was there, and um, I was around to see when the first like, uh, like. I remember when Cuba Entertainment and SM Entertainment, they were first, like, it's not, like with the age of social media and social media platforms just growing throughout the years, especially with the 12 years that, you know, I've been a fan. I remember seeing these, um, these calls for global auditions start to roll out. And I remember even seeing people who I knew that I had no idea were into K-pop mm. um, started auditioning for some of these. I was like, oh, like oh this is a huge deal and um I thought I was like you know what that's cool that's something I could probably never do but I respect you for it and for all those who are wanting audition do it you know do it like because you know there's always going to be other opportunities out there and at least you can say you've tried it and then but I realized no that's just not for me anymore and I'm also probably past the age of what they're looking for anyway But um, in terms of wanting to get into it professionally, I, I never had any real thoughts about doing it professionally. I've just always been a huge, huge fan. Mm -hmm. Um, When it came to how I stumbled upon um, Mac G and the craze, shout out to Mac G and the craze, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, It happened all by chance, um, at least. With my story for the craze, I think who I think it was um, I saw this thing go on on Twitter, and one of my cousins happened to be following a um, a Jungkook account, like oh. a dedicated like fan account for Jungkook. But they put out um, shout out to Connie because Connie is the one who who started it all. Connie. Uh-huh. Um, she she put out a call like oh i was thinking about putting together this magazine where um it's all dedicated to k-pop let me know if you're in like you know i'm looking for interest and so i was like well for me i mean why not like yeah i'm i'm in the middle of school i have like i need to vent out somehow (laughs) you know my appreciation for k-pop somehow and i always enjoyed writing um and writing has always been a thing ever since I was a little kid for me. And I enjoyed creative writing and just writing for myself and journaling. So I was just like, let's just give it a shot. And then I look over the, um, the requirements. It was like, Oops, wait, I don't fit the requirements of what they're looking for, but you know what? I'm going to still apply. And I got in and I'm very thankful that I got in. And then, um, after a few months, I was like, can I, like, I asked them, can I take a stab at, writing for the um for the magazine and they're like yeah go for it and since then I've been writing for them for three years now it's wow and same goes for Mac G um actually in Mac G I happened to meet one of the owners at KCON for my very first KCON in 2015 and multifaceted ACG and Uh um she happened to be at a panel and I was just sitting there at one of the panels I think it was a Dre panel oh funny yeah I happened to be sitting there because you know it was my first KCON I'm like okay overstimulated I'm tired I need a break yes this whole thing that is it's a lot it's a lot (laughs) and so I just stumbled upon like oh let's just sit here and like with my friends and um take a break and then I see or I hear like a very prominent voice out in the audience and it has happens to be Ashley and she was actually right behind me and she and Dre you know are good friends and like something about her just was like whoa that she's cool like Mm -hmm. there's something about her charisma and her presence I want to have that Right. Like there's this energy to her that really just 
took me there. And so I started following who she was and I realized she's also a YouTuber. She does, she likes K-pop and she had this company. And I actually had a couple of friends who were part of MACG prior and they're like, you should join, blah, 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 blah. And, and because of them, uh, they pushed me to finally join. And I actually happened to be at the start of a MACG too. And I also did Hollywood content for them for a bit until school started up for me. And then it's not that I didn't want to write K-pop content, but I want to explore my other interests, such as video mm. games and anime right. and other pop culture things. So I dedicated more of my time to, okay, I want to shift to writing about my other hobbies on MACG and strictly K-pop to the craze. And that's how I stumbled upon it. And for me, I have no prior education in journalism or anything. Uh -huh. I just happened to be a fan who just loved writing. And throughout my three, yeah, three years with both of them, um, my experience in writing and being in media has grown. And I may be, I may not be the best out there, but I do pride myself that I've grown a lot to become the writer that I am today. Well, that's an awesome story. It almost sounds like a, uh, almost like fate where you just like, you were like, Oh, I happened upon this, like, mm -hmm. and you wanted to write and, you know, and you wanted to express your other interests besides K-pop and you found both ways to be able to talk about K-pop and express your, your interest in other things. So that's really cool. And both came at the very um, overwhelming K-Con. We mm -hmm. love K-Con though. It's yes, fun. Um, yes. <laughs> we're not speaking badly. Um, no, but uh, thank you so much for coming on Jay and also for directing me to Kai. Um, do you have anything to promote um, in terms of the craze, Mac G and your Twitch um, and social media accounts? Sure. Uh, well, Thank you, first of all, for having this interview with me. It's the first time where I'm actually in the hot spot where I'm like, oh, <laughs> interviewing me. But um, definitely, thank you so much, Emily, for reaching out. I'm super excited. I'm wait I can't wait for everybody else to hear this. But um, you can find me usually on social media. It is at simply J, just the letter J, official on Twitter. And then if you're to find me on Instagram, it is simply J with J-A-Y official. And you can catch me there. I'm mostly on Twitter. I'm either very much talking all about K-pop or, mm -hmm. <laughs> and retweeting a lot of things. Um, it's funny. And doing stuff like that. But I'm mostly on there. Um, when it comes to the craze, I am not on the actual Twitter account, but you can see my articles pop up every now and then. Usually I, I tend to always retweet the articles that I write. So you can follow me there in terms of MACG. I have been on the behind the scenes more often, so you won't see me much there. But if you're on MACG Productions social media pages, especially Instagram, that's usually me behind all of that. I'm the one running all of that. And, and um, <laughs> I know. And then in terms of my Twitch um, and YouTube, well, YouTube is in a funky space right now. And I've, I've kind of stepped away from it, but I do want to make a comeback there. Um, okay. That needs to be changed in terms of its rebranding in itself for there. Um, so you can find me on YouTube for Simply J and then Twitch. Oh my God. I have a lot of things. Um, <laughs> no, that's a good thing. Um, you can find me on Twitch at Simply J Gaming and it's J-A-Y Gaming. And for there, I like to, um, broadcast a lot of my gaming stuff because big thing, I'm super excited for Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Um, <laughs> But I'm also trying to incorporate more K-pop onto my live streams for Twitch. So a mm. lot of the times now, instead of going doing reactions and uploading it to YouTube, I'm doing first listens and reactions to the album live. I haven't had a moment to actually come back just because I'm trying to still gather my bearings after graduating. Okay. But, and congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, and, but... I will be updating soon. I, I do want to return to gaming and streaming and still posting up things. But for right now, everything is all on my Twitter in terms of whatever I'm promoting. I will be at TwitchCon 2019 as an affiliate because I'm also a Twitch affiliate. Um, hopefully to meet 
a lot of people and gain more insight on how to build that that platform for myself right and yeah you can catch me doing all of that cool stuff I have a question. Do you have a full-time job? Because I feel like you have so many things going on that there's I no room for like a full-time job. I'm unemployed. Oh, <laughs> listen, girl. Don't worry. It's so hard to find a job after it, it sure is. Listen, I hope that you find something or one of these things, and if not all of them, end up becoming something where they fully mm-hmm. uh, uh, fund your life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, that makes sense. <laughs> so many things i feel like sometimes it's just like that's a good thing do i come out of my room yes <laughs> i do yes for kcon related thing or k-pop related things and twitch and video games but otherwise i'm good i'm good i'm, I'm, good. I'm handling on my own like i'm still you know i'm doing that whole job hunting thing at the at the same time but we're good listen Yes, it's a process, one hundred percent. Honestly, I'm on your Twitter right now, and I, when I was when you first when we were first connected, I was going through it, and you retweeted something, although you didn't like say anything with it. You retweeted something. I think it was like uh, it was ATs was at FBE, and uh, the guy was like, "Oh, where's your mullet?" And Hong Jun was like, "Oh, it's in Korea." And I was like, "Yo, this was funny." <laughs> she didn't say anything, but that shit was hilarious. I was like, "Yes." I love that. Um, but yeah, your Twitter is very funny um, and relatable. So you guys should definitely go check her out. Thank you so much again for rescheduling and being a lovely guest um, and le- letting us learn more about BAP. Um, if you guys want, you can DM me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L to join the Discord chat that we have going on. We now have seven people, so we are growing. Send me that Discord. I'll join. I will send it to you. I will send <laughs> yes! it to you, okay? <laughs> Yay. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you all next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.